Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners? Welcome to episode number 124 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Bah humbug. This is Chris. Tying in, tying a little Christmas spirit. Also with our Thanksgiving theme we got going on here. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is a matchup of, uh, of holidays. Kind of anti-Christmas spirit at first. But... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Chris, how's everything going on in your life? My life's great. Yeah? No complaints. That's good. That's good for 2020. No complaints is 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 a great thing to have. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, like I said, can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints is a good thing. I'm a little tired. Is like I, I guess the most I could complain about. And that's even from working from home too. Well, today I just did a bunch of like yard work, so that's pretty much it. Well, you'll get a good night's sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. After this podcast, that's right. me out. That's right. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, I hope I don't try to put you to sleep tonight while we're recording. No, this like gets the, this, this the gets brain the, juices the juice flowing. flowing, right? You yeah. also had, had a Coca Cola before you came over here. Yeah, right. Because so. like I, I needed the caffeine to help me stay awake to help you go. Um. So, so Chris, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we had an episode where we had Forrest Gump going against Steve Holt. So I thought it'd be interesting. Let's let's see what the polls. It was a great say. Em- episode. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what people the said real here. polls. The real polls. And I don't know are, if, if none you, of them are in dispute. So I don't know if you recall this. We did tell people to let us know if there was any voter fraud or if they had any we did, instances yeah. of uh, some foul play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, since Forrest Gump and Steve Holt were both running for class president, we want to make sure that it was a fair uh, election. Uh, so as of right now, Steve Holt is winning the poll with sixty-six point seven percent of the vote. Pedro Sanchez with 33.3% of the vote and zero votes for Forrest Gump. Oh, my gosh. No one would vote for Forrest Gump for class president? Nope. No one would have voted for Forrest Gump. I'm sorry. I feel like I I ran a very, um, you know, fair campaign, Um, you know, realistic campaign. Yeah. I I mean, I I didn't promise anyone all their dreams will come true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pedro. Pedro made that call and it gave him 33.3% of the vote. Done? I should have done. Giving out boxes of chocolates, in hindsight, bribing people with chocolate—that would have worked. See that 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 that's why, like Hillary, when she lost Michigan and Wisconsin, you know, she just neglected those people. That's probably why you lost. You just neglected those people. You didn't think of their uh, their wants and desires. I'm sorry. Well, next time you know when you run, bring some chocolate. That's if you get the nomination, though. It sounds like there's going to be a big primary next next turnaround. Right, I want to see some of these comments. Yeah. So so before I get to the comments, though, I do want to ask you. Are you going to uh, concede? Uh, no, the poll's only been going for one week. Okay, so you it's will not concede. Soon. Also, would you like a recount? I could do a quick recount. <laughs> no, I can see the results. Should I hit refresh <laughs> and just, just double check? Sure, yes. Right, let's hit refresh. Oh my God. Nothing changed. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I think everyone who voted for you, their votes shouldn't count. Oh. Yep. 
because obviously if no one voted for Forrest Gump, there was voter fraud. <laughs> okay. So none of your votes should count. So does that mean Pedro Sanchez wins then? With 100% of the vote? None of those votes should count either. So then no one wins. Because there's no votes for you. Wait, I'll vote for myself and then <laughs> then win. It's well, it's three weeks after the, uh, our election, so as long as you postmark oh, it, your your uh, your submission by uh, the Supreme Court said the twenty second. So. I feel like this topic is much too like current event topical, <laughs> and is, is it going to make true. sense when we listen to this in like a month or I, a year? I hope not. I hope we look back on this and be like, oh, that was really interesting time. <laughs> uh, anyway, look at the comments. So someone said, "Do not ask." If you can vote for Steve Holt, ask, I did vote for Steve Holt. <laughs> hashtag four more years. Hashtag voted by phone. Hashtag paid for by vote for Pedro. <laughs> so vote for Pedro is trying to get people to vote for uh, for Steve Holt, I suppose. <laughs> I don't get it. I, don't, I, I think his plan is just backfiring there. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, that one's really funny. Someone else said, in all caps, it's 1800, ladies. Tell your husbands, vote for Burr. We were talking about... Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah, that week. Great song, great song. The election of 1800 song, fantastic. Uh, then someone also said, Steve Holt has the has probably has the popular kids and the religious kids, and I would say most of the athletes. All caps, four more years. P.S. I have reason to believe that most of Forrest Gump's votes are illegal. Ooh, we have a report there, which is interesting because there are no votes for Forrest Gump. Suspicious. This is very suspicious. I wonder why he thought the Forrest Gump votes would be illegal. Mm, I don't know. Maybe um, most of Forrest Gump's friends, like, don't go to school there. And they do write-ins for him. Oh man, I think I think we're really cracking this this thing. We're gonna you're gonna need a good lawyer to argue your case. I heard Rudy Giuliani's available, so I could get him. I heard he's not available, but he's doing a heck of a job. I think he's gonna be available soon, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Anywho, uh, thank you so much uh, for everybody who voted in that poll. Uh, this poll is gonna stay up for a while, so we could have. I'm gonna check this one. I think more than I check any what's, other poll. What's that the we've deadline the for states to certify their results? Like December 18th or something uh, like that. If it was, that was a couple days ago. December. Oh, December. I apologize. But actually, it might vary. No, the state. electoral college votes in like december 14th or something okay that so that is those. when we'll check the final results for this so poll. we're gonna shut we've never shut down a poll are we gonna shut this poll down no that's just when i'll decide if i concede or not okay fair enough all right so <laughs> uh if, if you have not voted yet make sure you vote by let me double check real quick when the electoral college votes yeah i i might be thinking of some state deadlines so that's why I, yeah i think I, it's it's sometime in december december 14th oh, all right okay yep, cool. december 14th and then it's counted in Congress on January 6th. I won't drag it Do out. Do you just want to wait till Inauguration Day? I don't want to drag it out that long. That's not okay. fair to the American people that want to know who's uh, the class president. <laughs> I think that's very, very patriotic mm-hmm. of you. Thank you. All right, so December 14th, make sure you have voted, and we will know if Chris concedes the election or not. Stay tuned. Uh, yes, so that was a great time. So... Uh, if, remember, if you want to vote for that episode, you can go to www.whowouldwincast.com slash vote. You can click on the thumbnail there. You can also click the link in our show notes. That'll also take you to uh, where you can vote as well. Uh, Chris, we have no uh, fictional backgrounds to give today, so we can just dive right into the episode if you're ready. Let's dive right in. All right, cool. So please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us uh, through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email 
at whowouldwincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, www.whowouldwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes so it helps us spread the word about our show. And we'll give you a shout-out read live on our show. Chris, what are we talking about today? Uh, we have our second annual turkey pardoning episode. Yeah, I love I love the turkey pardoning episode. we got Thanksgiving coming up this week. I believe we've talked about this last year, but are you a fan of the turkey pardoning, um, you know, the whole the whole thing? Uh, I think it's fine. I think it's just it's, a weird. It's a little silly of a tradition, right? Yeah, it's it it serves no like legal purpose. <laughs> like the turkeys didn't commit any crimes, so yeah. So pardon isn't really the right word, right? Exactly. It's it's just it's funny. And then they're just gonna kill a different turkey instead. <laughs> so I did hear that this year there's gonna be a surplus of turkeys. In all seriousness, because a uh, a lot of people aren't purchasing full birds because of uh, COVID. Smaller, smaller, S- gatherings. smaller gatherings, exactly. Uh, and also, uh, a lot of, uh, for example, Renaissance fairs, uh, Disney World, oh. where they serve all these big turkey legs, either closed or limited capacity, or people aren't allowed to to eat normally the way they they can. So, uh, I think I think a lot of turkeys should be pardoned this year. I think I think Trump, since it's his last time pardoning, just so are you saying that maybe turkeys um invented covid to to <laughs> save their species? It's you... possible. It's possible. Yeah, we should start calling it the turkey virus. Cuz they made it. Yeah. Yeah, or turkey gate. Turkey gate, turkey turkazi. I like that. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I think we I think we should go with that too. <laughs> so um yeah, I think I mean, like I said, we talked about this in our in our last time we did the turkey uh, parting episode. Uh, it started with Dwight Eisenhower and uh, JFK didn't pardon the turkeys, but he just kind of like just didn't have them murdered. Essentially, like he didn't do like I pardon you kind of thing. But since then, every president has has always done it, and it's just a really silly just having this giant turkey on a on a stand, and then the president just kind of puts their hand there and so I pardon you. What does the president? eat on thanksgiving i would i would still guess turkey so he just eats a different turkey yeah i would say so so like what's the point there's no point it's just so a, they, it's a really so they randomly pick a turkey to pardon and they randomly pick a turkey to eat like they could have just you know that's that's insignificant they could have just been reversed i probably talked about this on our last pardoning episode <laughs> there's a great episode of the west wing where there's two turkeys and the press secretary, C.J. Craig, has to choose which one is going to get the pardon and which one is going to get shipped off to to get eaten. And she can't do it. Like, she feels really bad. So she says to the president, like, I need you to pardon uh, two turkeys. And he goes, no, I'm not pardoning two turkeys. That's silly. So he says he's going to pardon one. But then he says he's going to use his commander-in-chief power to draft the other one into military service. So that way it does not get eaten. So that's not silly. So... In the uh, apparently pardoning two par- turkeys, apparently, silly. apparently, yeah, in drafting the, one turkey into military President, service. President Bartlett thinks fine. that that's that's totally fine. I mean, that's kind of funny and like cute that he didn't that he, he saved both turkeys. Yeah, exactly. But then they probably still ate a different turkey. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's really not it's not doing anything. No, if really. you're telling me they don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving, that's that's fair. Then sure, you saved a turkey. Yeah, uh, I, I'm on board. Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know the diet of the presidents on Thanksgiving. <laughs> It's, I would a, ass- it's a national security secret. That's they don't, true. They don't yeah, they you. don't tell you what's what's stuffed in that turkey. 
but I would assume like I could I could see certain presidents eating turkey. There there you, there's one that sticks in my head that I can I don't think they would eat turkey. There's one that you don't think would eat turkey? Correct. Because he's a vegetarian or something? No. I don't see Trump eating turkey on Thanksgiving. Why not? I don't know. I just don't see him eating turkey cuz he's like a red meat kind of guy. Yeah, but he likes like his such steak. A tradition. He likes his uh, traditions out the window right now. <laughs> Like completely, out he the probably way. just so is he probably gets the election. biggest turkey he can find. He probably like uh, like gold plates it or something. <laughs> he might. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, we'll, we'll find he... out the the president's uh, secrets. I'm actually reading a book right now about the White House, and they have been talking about the chefs and stuff, but they really haven't gone into specific meals like Thanksgiving. Okay. But if I do, I'll let you know next week. All right. Well, let's see if we can get yeah. get back on track here. Let's so. Do it. The way these episodes work is we will both present two fictional birds. Correct. Um, and we will make an argument. We will first tell you why they are in need of a pardon, what crimes they have committed. What, exactly. What wrongs they have done. Yes. Then we will make the case for our bird to receive the Thanksgiving pardon. And then you will all get to vote for who you think deserves that presidential pardon. And the other one will be killed. <laughs> or drafted in the military service, depending <laughs> on the president. Chris, you want to go off with your pick first? Sure, I'll tell you all about my pick, which is Scrooge McDuck. Have you heard of Scrooge McDuck? Steve? I have heard of Scrooge McDuck. He's a pretty famous duck, and it it didn't start out like that. They they didn't know he'd be famous. He was he was made as like a one-off character for an episode of a Donald Duck show called Christmas on Bear Mountain. Oh, wait, is that a comic? I might have It was I a comic. I already blew it. Yeah, it was a comic. Uh, he was in a comic. With Donald Duck, and he was going to be in just one ep- one uh, issue, number 178. Do you want to guess what year Scrooge McDuck was introduced as a character? I, I was just Googling it, and I think it came up. So I'm going to guess <laughs> off of one year off, so that way I'm wrong. 1948. Oh, you were so close. It was 1947. Oh, man, I knew it. And he was already old then, so now he's like really oh, old. Oh, yeah, he's super old. I don't know how long ducks live. So he's based off of a, a Pekin duck. I'm probably saying that wrong. Pekin, Pekin. I, would, P- I think American. I would P- say, oh, yeah. P e k i n. So that duck. Do you know what type of duck that is? I do not. It's a very classical white duck, orange, uh, orange bill, just you like s- you see it like a like a lake or just picture a white duck. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. not a yellow duck. This is the white. not the stereotypical it's... yellow ducks. Like, right, like but bat, I think like a white. Duckies. I mean, you, a white duck is still very common. I, I well, I would say in real life, the white duck is the most common. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen a yellow duck in real life. Have you? Oh no. Because uh, you think no. like rubber ducky, you know, like yellow yeah, duck. Yeah, you're right. But no, yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. Created in 1947 by Carl Banks for the Walt Disney Company. Uh, so he's so he he's he's basically a, a, a super rich duck. And actually in the in the Donald Duck universe, he is the most wealthy character. Yeah. Uh, we, we can get into his, his wealth later. Um, so, so he's a, he's a anthropomorphic pecan duck. So he's a white duck with an orange bill, but he walks on two legs and uses his wings like hands and arms. Uh, he wears, a kind of a fancy coat. Uh, he wears a top hat. Kind of looks like a robe. Yeah. Or a robe. Yeah. yeah he'll, he'll wear, sure. Thank you for it. So <laughs> what a, the, the Wikipedia article says it's a frock coat. Okay. But I don't know what that is, so I didn't want to say that because uh, like a viewer or a listener is going to be like, "Oh, a frock coat that clears it all up." It's just a fancy coat. Yeah, it, it's a, it, it kind of looks a like coat. a robe. 
Yeah, but it is it is like a fancy coat. You wouldn't wear a frock coat as a robe, like <laughs> coming out no, of the but, shower or something. Yeah, but he also wears robes, so it's like it's not misleading. He wears robes too. Um, he has like those tiny circle glasses. Um, they're called. We, so we actually had another character wear these. I didn't know how to say the word either, and they're like pince nez. Oh yeah, what character wore these? Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, I could not remember who. Yeah, what, maybe Mister Peanut. I think it might have been Mister Peanut. No, but we just that we actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Might have been, well, he only had a monocle though. Oh, that's like a Mandela effect thing. No, that's that's the Monopoly man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we yeah, are all was... <laughs> we are all over the place today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, then he also uh, he has a cane. He sometimes has like shoes over his feet, which is yeah. They kind of, it's not really. Sh- it's not really like a full shoe. It's kind of just like a top bar, right? It just kind of covers <laughs> it's like, his yeah. It's like a, his, it's like a his foot web cover. feet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but he's a duck, so he has web feet. Doesn't really need them. Um, but anyway, he um, he became very popular. People people loved him. He is canonically Donald Duck's um, grandfather. Uncle. Wait, uncle. That... No, are you sure? Yes, <laughs> I'm positive. Oh, uh, um, okay. Sorry. And then he's the grand uncle to Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yes. You may know as the, the rambunctious and also Della. child ducks. There's also a Della duck. I've never heard of her. Where are you seeing all this? On on Wikipedia also. Well, this is my background section, so I don't need your help. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can correct me. I, I was going to say, I'll just fact check you as <laughs> like you go the, through uh, it uncle stuff. Um, yeah, he's Donald Duck's um, uncle. So uh, before we started recording, you started telling me a little bit about how he came to the United States. That was kind of interesting. Oh were yeah, you, like, gonna, I didn't know if you were going to throw that in there. You think, yeah, like the background of Scrooge McDuck. I just wanted to make sure. Well, what I thought was I'd start with the character's like literary background for like factual background. Okay. And then I would get into his fictional background as background for this episode. Is that okay with you, Steve? Uh, Unless yeah, do you want to do it? It checks out. No, that's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's 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 born in Glasgow, Scotland. Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland, Glasgow, Glasgow. Oh, now you're quiet. Now you don't want to. Now you don't want to help me. All right. <laughs> um, named after Ebenezer Scrooge, and also taking a lot of influence from Andrew Carnegie. Mm. Uh, he he's he's a young he's a young duck, but he he has high goals. He wants to make money, so he uh, he he starts with a, some odd jobs, and uh, he eventually takes some job. I forget what it was for some guy. He's a kid. He's like 13 years old, maybe 12. doesn't matter. And the guy like pays him in like um, basically like a coin that has no value in his country as like to trick him. And he, he gets so mad and he's like, I'm never going to be tricked again. I'm going to become the smartest guy and I'll trick people. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> so he travels to the United States and he goes to uh, Klondike, which I'm going to guess is in California. I'm not sure. Is this like Gold Rush times, by the way? When uh, when was that? So, are we saying that his actual arrival to the United States is when it, the the comic was published? Or are we saying? Oh it yeah, takes never place? mind. That doesn't make sense because he was already old in the comic. Anyway, it seems like he goes to a, a Gold Rush play. He, he's involved in the Gold Rush, right? And luckily for him, he finds a golden rock the size of a goose egg. So gold mine, right? Using yeah. that a giant gold nugget he found he's able to make some smart investments and make a million dollars in in a year for a 13 year old that's yeah he's 14 he's 14 now oh that's right that's how how it works and um 
including i think buying the gold mine he ends up uh then he ends up going to duckburg in uh in 1902 oh it has the year 1902 and then and then here's my favorite one sentence summary that i really want to know more about but i couldn't find easily it says after some dramatic events where he phases both the beagle boys and president theodore roosevelt and his rough riders at the same time he tears down the rest of the old fort duckburg and builds his famous money bin i think i think we kind of answered our own question i brought this up to you because i was like does this sound right why would scrooge mcduck be fighting theodore roosevelt or was he fighting him? It said he. It said he. It's, it said there were dramatic events where he faced them. So it sounds like uh, so Roosevelt was really big into conservatism, especially with natural land. So perhaps Scrooge McDuck was trying, you know, as a gold mine, you know, trying to monopolize on that opportunity right there. So Roosevelt's probably trying to stop him. And Roosevelt was also a a trust buster as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and he was he was wealthy at this point, so he might have definitely been uh, knocking on the the monopoly door so now something i'm thinking of when you said uh it was a gold rush time or whatnot so if we think of it theodore roosevelt if he met him right roosevelt was president from 1901 to 1909 so we could have met him then during that time period or before he was president because you said when it, with the rough riders correct yes because the rough says, riders this says it happened in 1902 so theodore roosevelt would have been president yeah so Okay. It's pretty gutsy to face off against a president. Yeah, especially Teddy Roosevelt. He was yeah. uh, he was someone you did not want to mess around with. I heard he carried a big stick. That's what he said, <laughs> and he also spoke softly about it, just to be safe. But he still told you about the big stick, just so you know. Oh yeah, yeah. He wanted he did not did not shy away from that at all. So pretty much at this point, he has a giant money bin in Duckburg, and then he just builds on his wealth. He uh, uh in mining, in oil in industry investments he's he's in he's pretty much involved in anything he becomes the richest person in the donald duck universe uh he keeps so this says he keeps the majority so this is wikipedia what i'm saying it says he keeps the majority of his wealth in a massive money bin which he uh famously dives into and swims yep but then there's um an an episode um a, a short where he claims that the money in his money bin is quote just petty cash so so that's not the real the real stuff so i mean most of it, you know, I don't know how he, how liquid he is on his assets. Like, he might have a lot of it tied up in his properties and investments. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure. But we do know that many people have tried to estimate his wealth over the years. Now, you had a really big number. Like, well, an insanely... a really big made-up made up number, number. Because right. it comes up in some fictional, like, Scrooge McDuck. Um, like, they t- they talk about his money. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of inconsistent uh, in... Uh, in in one, they say he has one multiplagillion nine obsquicapati- oh boy, obsquicamillion six hundred twenty three dollars and sixty two cents. I I don't know if those are real numbers. I'm I'm thinking maybe. Yeah, just because but... you add alien at the end of it doesn't necessarily mean it's a real number. <laughs> but there are some like weird numbers, so it could be something. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. But then there's another episode where they say. Uh, his money bin contains six hundred and seven trillion, three hundred eighty-six zillion, nine hundred forty-seven trillion, five hundred twenty-two billion dollars and thirty-six cents. Wow, thirty-six and then cents. Another one says he has five multiplagillion. That's a, that's still multiplagillion. Nine impossibillion. Oh, 
seven fantastic trillion dollars <laughs> and 16 cents i think those are made up numbers i i think you're right because they're just taking adjectives that mean great mm-hmm. and then adding alien to the end yes of it. yeah it's a yeah. little 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 inflated numbers there so then another, probably for tax purposes another at another point he says he has 11 octillion dollars so okay so who knows all right yeah how much he really has so some people in real life have tried to estimate forbes has tried to estimate they famously have a list of uh they do their richest people they also have richest fictional people and they've put him usually uh, around number two what he's usually around number two of yeah, the he's, top he's 15. been number one in the past but i guess that was pre-twilight universe because that's who beat him right yeah the the colin one of the colin yeah he's father. he's heavily tied to the price of gold to so like that kind of fluctuates. In, in, in 2007, they put it at t- about 29 billion. In 2011, they had them at 44 billion. But I think we just looked right now. And what's the year of? Is so that this, 20... so? This is from 2010, and they they put them at 33.5 billion. So that was 2010. Yeah, I couldn't find anything recent. For so the it might Ford's it might be higher now. Oh wait, here's 2013. Did oh, he, Did he take number hold one? On. Nope. I got it. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me got this right here. I know Smaug is all Smaug's up there right now. Oh yeah, he had a lot of 62, gold. 62 billion. Uh Uncle uh, then screwed 51. Oh wait, no, that's not him. Wait, who's this? Flynn Flynnhart Golmgird? Oh, that's that's a another rich the, duck in the okay. in the universe. He's at 51.9. Scrooge normally has more than him. So that's that's uh that's kind of strange. Yeah. This one right now, I'm in, I'm in the top four. Top wow, five, he's, he's, not he's, even not, in... he's not even in the top 5. So this is this is suspect. Like yeah. how much are they putting him at? Uh, so this one they don't even have them on yet. Weird. From what I see, I'm at number, I'm at number eight, and he's still not on this. How list much? Yet. How much money? Uh, so Forrest Gump's on here right now, at five point seven. So he is way they more must, than that. Yeah, they must have just forgotten him or something. <laughs> I don't know how they could, but well, well, he's just in the Hall of Fame. He just has so much money. They're like, all right. So, so here's some interesting things. There's a fairly popular uh, YouTube channel called the Film the Film Theory. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. So one of those guys did an estimate on his money. He used four different methodologies to estimate his gold, including using the depth gauge on his money bin, the length of the ladder, uh, blueprints of the money bin, and I think maybe just an estimate of three cubic acres. Um, So that that ranges from from, um, (laughs) conservative to more money than the entire planet Earth. So... It, that puts him somewhere between fifty-two. Uh, let's see, that's a lot of uh, a lot of numbers there. Fifty-two billion at the low end, but three hundred and thirty-three trillion at the high end. So there's uh, he he's got a lot of money. So that's all to say he has a lot of money. Maybe too much money. Okay, where did he get all this money so mm, fast? All right, this is where we start getting those crimes. So including the the uh, the industries he's involved in namely oil and mining um traditionally especially back in this time period oh, absolutely. May have been taking advantage of of labor yep uh maybe uh i think mining script was a very popular um kind of uh probably unethical thing to do where you pay your workers in currency that's only good at your own store yep yep and then you charge them uh money for their housing and all that exactly just, just basically ways to keep your work probably uh, he probably forward. when when roosevelt was out of office he probably made some type of deals with the government uh in regards to the oil perhaps he worked with warren g harding during the teapot dome scandal which is uh it involved oil so 
He might, he might have been cozying up to the right and, people. Uh, almost, almost definitely engaging in monopolistic tactics with his, with how much he owns. Like, oh, absolutely. I'm sure he was buying out competitors and all that. Um, the other interesting thing to note is that he's a he liked going on adventures and treasure hunting. He also famously calls himself an adventure capitalist. Okay, kind of a pun on venture capitalist. Yeah. So I mean, if if he's maybe paying lots of money to go on exotic expeditions. He might. So I have no evidence of this. He might be, you know, um, tax fraud. No, I was actually going to say um, a tax. That tax fraud is a whole other thing. I was going to say he's probably writing them off as uh, tax, you know, business expenses. But he, and... he might be acquiring rare artifacts that maybe belong to other countries. Uh, okay, that kind of thing. Right. Stealing famous, uh, you know, like works of art. Works. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like Indiana Jones stuff. Okay uh artifacts yeah yeah antiquities yes antiquities perfect thank you sure um and also in the kind of personality of scrooge mcduck has changed over time but originally he was uh he was basically a rich jerk he was a miser he was frugal he hoarded all his money and was mean to people uh his family kind of left him because he because of what a bad person he became um, but but then he kind of softened into a uh, a nicer old rich guy. Do you think his family's gonna argue for him to get the pardon? Like, or do you think they're gonna say yes, I, he deserves so it? So do you want do you want me to go into that now, or do you want to do your background on? Uh... I'll, I'll I'll do my quick background okay. and then and we'll 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 look at that. So I'm picking uh, the the character Fox from the Harry Potter franchise, which is Dumbledore's basically pet phoenix. Uh, he uh, first appeared in the films in the second one, Chamber of Secrets. Basically, follows the same tropes as standard phoenixes <laughs> from mythology, which is grows old, uh, self combusts, dies, reborn from the ashes. Um, I'm not sure. I couldn't find this. I might have just not looked hard enough. But in the in the books and in the movies. Um, Fox uh, has healing powers through their tears, which I'm not sure if that's a standard I don't know. attribute of, sure. of all phoenixes. Um, so, and, and uh, Dumbledore names his secret organization after the phoenix. You have the Order of the Phoenix, and uh, they have extreme extreme strength uh, as well. They're able to carry uh, significant loads, which is demonstrated in the in the franchise as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. Pretty much, kind of like uh, the symbol of Dumbledore, I would say, is uh, is Fox the Phoenix. Um, so I do. Ha- should I should I go into my crimes, or do you? Yeah, do- tell us why why he might need a pardon. So so he's a good. He, from our perspective, Fox is a good person or a good bird. We'll sure, say, but you know? history's written by the winners. You know that, that's what I'm going. So I'm going at a the other side of of everything that Fox has done with. So. So, so first thing I'm saying is Fox is practicing medicine without a license. That is true. So he, he's distributing the, his tears. Uh, we don't know what's in this stuff. Has it been FDA approved or has it been English DA approved? Whatever. Ministry of Magic approved. Ministry of Magic we don't approved. Know. Exactly. He's just going around dropping tears. We don't know what any side effects are. We only got to see Harry for seven years and we don't know if the, the tears have had any lasting uh, effects on him. So I'm going to say that's a big one right there, uh, you know, practicing medicine without a license. Next, I would say that he is um, liable for every single murder that Voldemort has committed. 
Because if you remember, Voldemort's wand has a phoenix hair in it, feather, excuse me, and it is confirmed that it is Fox's phoenix hair. So a part of Fox is committing, is, is helping Voldemort commit every single murder that he makes in this franchise. It's pretty, it's pretty sketchy, but it's a big, it's a big, I'll... it's a big leap. It's a big leap. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to charge him with assault and battery on the basilisk. PETA would be all over that. He flew right in there. The snake was just defending its home and Phoenix or the, the Fox, the Phoenix was, uh, just basically gouged its eyes out and it was completely blinded and couldn't see anymore. Um, so basilisk is definitely filing charges on that one. That that's, that's going there. Um, he's also, uh, the more I look at my list, I'm like, is the Phoenix really a bad person with all these things? I told you this when you told me all these things originally. I was yeah. like, no, he's, he's <laughs> like clearly a good guy. But you're like, no, 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 I'll, I'll make it work. Um, he he also uh, ate, uh, was aiding and abetting uh, Dumbledore. When Dumbledore was like basically under arrest from the Ministry of Magic, he helped Dumbledore escape uh which was in the movie it really wasn't so much uh in the book uh, helping him escape he did help dumbledore in the book fight in the ministry of magics in order of the phoenix um i, I think that's a great point but yeah so right there the minister of magic is like dumbledore like you gotta go and the phoenix uh fox just like swoops in flies in dumbledore claps his hands together bursts into flames which goes into my last point arson arson is not just necessarily when you burn something down it could also be when you're harming somebody with fire which in that scene, like everybody flies backwards. I don't. I couldn't fully tell if anyone was burnt though, but they could have had some, you know, some scorch damage on them, or whatnot. It makes sense. So yeah. So real quick, going over it again: practicing medicine without a license, liability in Voldemort's murders, assault and battery on a basilisk, eating and abetting Dumbledore's wanted fugitive, and arson. That I sounds, think that sounds pretty bad. I think actually. those things right there. Yeah, that that's just showing why Fox is a danger to society and deserved to be uh, charged with all of those until he deserves a pardon. It's interesting to think that um, when you were describing those things, I was like, "But he's just a bird. How can you charge a bird with a crime?" I'm like, "Well, first of all, that's the whole premise of this episode." <laughs> but then, I, but I was really thinking it because of the disparity. Like, my character is a duck who basically acts like a human so though. he's like a personified he walks and talks right and yours behaves more like an animal in that he acts like a bird but he can do magical things <laughs> well let's say like if you think back to when we did this uh previously we did toucan sam versus uh iago from uh, oh yeah iago and, both, was... and, and both of those are are uh you know they're they're personified they're more bird-like but at least like they both could can they, toucan sam talk could they both talk oh of course toucan that's how he sells the, the, the sugary cereal to the kids <laughs> oh, yeah. i didn't know if he just like yeah, no but you're absolutely right um fox is not humanoid at all he right can, he cannot communicate he's the most bird-like he is the most bird-like exactly like scrooge mcduck he has a bill and webbed feet <laughs> but that's it but he walk but he he carries a cane <laughs> yeah he wears those glasses he dresses in clothing and his feathers actually work like fingers right exactly he can grip things he basically has a uh, a thumb so so does does that affect people's decision if if one of us is more i don't know if that's fair to compare like are they equal intelligence though is fox just as intelligent as i would say fox is just as intelligent he as seems Scrooge. to be because scrooge mcduck I, I would say he he is very intelligent i wouldn't say he's somebody who was uh like he was there at the right time and he was lucky sure, however yeah. he did make good business decisions and it wasn't just pure luck when it came to that kind of thing so yes. i would say that they are 
equal to each other in in, in intelligence. Okay. Yeah. So that so no, so that on in that way they're a level playing field as far as like deserving of or uh, responsibility for your crimes. They both Correct. they both know what they're doing. Correct. Yeah. Could agreed. you just imagine like a phoenix just sitting in court and <laughs> like how do you plead? <laughs> yeah. So what was it? Was it um? Is there like a running joke on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia about Charlie Day and doing like bird law? Or is that from something else? I have no idea. I've never watched that show. Man, I forget. I might be mixing yeah. up some things. Yeah. There's also a really funny... Um, so I know some of these were the characters I was researching for this episode or thinking about doing. Like, um, have you ever seen Futurama? Yes. Do you remember the lawyer? The like, um, There's like a bird that's like a really bad lawyer. He does a stereotypical southern accent and is really bad. Uh, maybe. I don't know. He, but he, he doesn't really commit crimes other than being a horrible lawyer. Okay. Which which we know from our current situation, which isn't a crime. Right. As of yet. And then there's another famous... There was a famous, like, um, Adult Swim show. And I don't remember if it was called Harvey Birdman or if he was just a character in it. But I believe he was an attorney as well. Hmm. So is there some human there's fascination with, with birds being with lawyers? Birds? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know why though. It's not like birds are, you know. If if the symbol for justice was a bird, then I would be like, all right, I get it. Yeah, but there's really no connection. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's funny to see a like a turkey as a lawyer. <laughs> they deserve the pardons. They deserve all the pardons. Yeah. So Scrooge McDuck could afford the best legal team. Oh, that's also he could probably be his own he lawyer. He probably could because just... he is really smart. Yeah, I don't know how well-versed he is in law, but... Yeah. He'd probably hire a team. He'd probably... He could probably get Johnny Cochran. If <laughs> he's, he died, right? But I think so. You could get Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. Was he, was, he, he was Kramer's lawyer. Was he was he, based was on Johnny good? Cochran. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so... So he hires the best lawyer, has all the money to afford it. Yeah, but I guess it, you don't need a lawyer to get a pardon. So so here's here's my um here's my case for maybe my to pardon. pitch it to the president maybe but. here's here's my pitch for why Scrooge McDuck deserves a pardon. So basically, he learns his lessons and becomes a better person throughout his life. Um, he's the the great uncle to Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and he family becomes more important to him. Okay. And he realizes there are more important things than money. Um, but then specifically the canon sh- the canon movie um. Uh, what's oh my gosh, Disney's Christmas Carol, where he is playing the part of Ebenezer Scrooge and he's a mean old rich duck. But then by the end, he's nice. He uh buys a big turkey for um Mickey Mouse's character, like Tiny Tim's dad. I forget his name. In the in the play or either the... one. Who's the guy who works? Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Yeah. He buys him a turkey. He like. Donates money to the poor. He becomes a better person, is what I'm trying to say. He learned. He learned his lesson. Uh, so, and if you part, if he gets pardoned, he might become, you know, a donor to a certain campaign. So I was gonna say, do you <laughs> do you think he would go back to his old ways of still trying to make as much money as possible? Well, uh, he's. He, I mean, at that he, point, he, he has so himself. much money. That's the thing. He has so much money anyway. Like he's fine. He's literally like he. And all of his family and the next, like, ten generations are completely fine. Yeah, he, he absolutely does not need any more money. Right. But he, he, he like, that... compulsively needs to make more money. Right. It's, like, his nature. I think – do you think – so it's, like, 2020. Do you think he would see different businesses 
that he'd want to take over? Like, do you think he'd try, like, buying out Amazon? Oh, that's a really good point, because, like, what he'd get out of the oil and mining business, see, if he sees the writing on the wall, right. p- pivot to green energy, maybe? Possibly. I mean, he does make, like, smart moves like that, so he might. He can invest in solar, wind power. Yeah. So if he want, Yeah, if he stayed in energy, but then you brought up a good point, does he want to just go to what a you know become a, like a big conglomerate like, right but does he buy amazon and just get in everything i don't know i'm not sure i think he would probably stay away from wind energy though because when <laughs> those are very dangerous for birds <laughs> so i think that he would not want to uh you know harm his own kind yeah or he might invent a windmill that is safe for birds hopefully one day that 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 happens so, so he, 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 he really looks back on everything that he did and he, you know, maybe he wouldn't return to that life. He, he's learned his lesson, becomes a donor. Um, yeah, maybe he can put his money into more, um, like globally beneficial causes. Do you think that maybe he would be trying to get a cabinet position based off, based off this, maybe fighting for secretary of treasury or I, doesn't I, want anything involved in that? I mean, just... I think it'd be pretty scandalous to pardon someone and then put them in your cabinet yeah that's true because pardoning basically is like admitting your crimes are are true but you're just not punished for them not necessarily not necessarily that it's not them admitting that their crimes are true because they could plead not guilty and be found guilty you know so they never admitted that they were guilty they were just found guilty and then this crime is saying that they weren't guilty yeah, of whatever I they you. were. I thought a know. pardon like implied guilt on there, but I could be, I could misunderstand. I think that. if you give someone a pardon before they're, you know, uh, charged or something, I would say that might imply that you might be a little guilty. But I don't think necessarily. What I, what I would like to see Scrooge McDuck get involved in is basically um, maybe trying to fight climate change and undo maybe some of the damage he's caused, which is with his like massive oil, oil and mining and expansion right i think i think that would be i think a... that, i think that would be a good turnaround for him i think it just might be it might be hard because he kn- he knows what he knows you know he's so familiar with the oil mm-hmm. industry sure. and he's so familiar with uh you know coal no coal was he just mainly well oil? so it said mining and i know he mining. started he gold worked well from so i don't know if he branched out from gold mining and just right. did all kinds of mining right. or not yeah, he might have he might have a hard time swap swipping watching over it. Like he might just say, "Hey, this is what I know. This is and what I'm good at." He's and, very old, right? Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it it might be hard for him to to change over to green energy right away. I don't know though. Yeah, I mean that's just my hope for him. Maybe he'll learn from his mistakes. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what that's my exactly. That's my case. All right, fair enough. So I'm looking. So now I'm basically going to go at everything I just said and argue uh, why those were good things, <laughs> in in some in some in some sort of way. So so Fox the Phoenix, long list of crimes like I mentioned earlier. So practicing medicine without a license uh, with his with his healing power tears. So I would argue that uh, deserves a pardon at least in terms for this because, you know, say say someone. Um, they got into a car accident and you saw somebody get into a car accident, right? You, you pull over, no one else is around. You're in the middle of nowhere. You take them out and you're doing whatever you can to help them. Like, would you say administering CPR is like some kind of, it, it's like the health field. It's not necessarily giving somebody medicine. 
but you are trying to help them sure, in a yeah, way, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Fox at that point was just trying to help Harry, who had been uh, impaled with a venomous, uh, you know, tooth. Would Harry have died if Fox didn't do yes. anything? Yeah. He would have died. It's hard to argue against it. Like, even if Fox knows his tears give you cancer in, like, 50 years, <laughs> he's still, like, you know, could he save just, him from dying right Could then. he just... Uh, cry on you 50 years and then just resets the clock 50 oh, years like again his, if he's if his tears have side effects do they also cure those side effects exactly i mean i feel like we've just reasoned out that his tears don't have side effects they are they're just 100 perfectly healing, perfectly healing, healing powers tears. yeah exactly because they what what do they say they can heal anything or it just it just says that uh phoenix tears have healing powers that's all it says okay so i mean and his arm was pretty pretty badly damaged from that and he yeah. knew he was gonna he was gonna <laughs> die except I because th- remember uh, you remember do you remember Harry Potter pretty well or no? So in the sixth book in the sixth movie, Dumbledore puts a Horcrux oh, on yeah, his finger right. and it like screws up his hand. And that was uncurable. That was uncurable. Also, uh, he he wasn't with Fox, so maybe it was too long after the fact. Maybe hmm. it, it couldn't be cured at that point. Also, it's a Horcrux, which is like super dark magic, so that may not be able to be just cured with uh, with a Phoenix Tears. So, but I, I'd be curious if, you know, you had a scar, you know, if, if he, if he dripped, uh, the tear on <laughs> yeah. Harry's forehead would have, would have cured the scar. It's like, Hey, thanks for the arm. Could you, could you take care of this for me, please? Hmm. Um, well, these are great questions. What are the limits of Phoenix heal, tear healing? Yeah. So I, I guess I would say life or death situation. They can stop it. Because that's what it, it basically did. Hard to fault him for that. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So I think, Hey, given the circumstances, Harry was attacked by the basilisk. Um, I mean, Harry was also like conducting a home invasion on the basilisk. So that that's that's Harry's trial right there. But yeah, Harry was going to die. He's twelve years old. The fox is making the best call at at the moment to save that that twelve year old. So I would say he deserves a pardon for that. He was trying to do the right thing. I would say it was less a home invasion, more of a more of a no knock raid. That's yeah, on the basilisk because the basilisk. True did murder or attempted murder a lot of people correct he did only murder he murdered one person which was moaning myrtle years ago oh right right yeah uh yeah fair enough no knock rate i like it even though uh harry did speak parcel tongue so you would think if like that's like the ring doorbell he would hear parcel tongue being spoken and know well, you, that they, something's there yeah they do have to announce themselves as police but then <laughs> yeah. they get to break down the door and run in so that's yeah. kind of what he did he said i'm here i'm speaking snake and then the door opens and then the and door opens up and he's yeah. and he's going right in there yeah exactly <laughs> He also came in with a well. He didn't come with the weapon. Fox brought the weapon in. I should have added that too. He's the one that brought the sword that ended up killing the basilisk. Yeah. So he's he's uh, he's helping distribute uh, illegal weapons at that point. That's I think not actually, registered. I think it's a historical item, so it gets around some of the. So, re- oh, so it's like grandfathered mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Good point. Good point. All right. So liability in Voldemort's murders, since his feather is in Voldemort's wand. Also in Harry's wand too, which is important to uh, to point out. Um, so Fox didn't, from what I could tell, he didn't like willingly like give consent for his like feather to Wait, be taken. Wait, really? They just like steal it? I think it? they just took the two out of them. That seems wrong. And he doesn't know uh, who's going to end up getting those wands. So you really can't hold him accountable for that, and especially what they're going to do 
with those wands once they once they purchase them from Ollivanders. I was actually reading online. Should you be able to shoot, sue a gun company, though, when a converter is committed with a gun? So I was reading some things online. I was kind of curious. So someone asked a question, like, what happens if my car got stolen and then somebody kills somebody with my car? Like, would I be in trouble? And most people said no, because that just opens up a huge case of worms with, yes. with anything that's ever happened. So then it started going into, well, what if I had a gun in my car and somebody stole my car and there was a gun in it and they used that to commit a crime. Well, some people started saying, now, well, that's kind of negligence that you left a gun in a car. I would say this isn't necessarily negligence with, with the, uh, the feather wand. Especially if it was taken unwillingly. Right. It seems like, I don't know how they go around and do that with all the different animals. Cause <laughs> they have like, like unicorn hair and, and all those different things. I don't think like, I don't, well, that's now it sounds like it's a whole like underground market of like, Oh yeah, harvesting animal yeah, parts. Like, oh, I got I got boar hair here. I got a uh, elephant tusk. What do you want? What do you want? I think that's what they do. It's weird. What do you think would be like the worst wand core? Oh, like, <laughs> like there are like, probably some really weird things. Like the, I'm sure the um... the toenail of a human. <laughs> <Yeah>. or, like <laughs> I, I was gonna say like the um like the scent of a skunk. Like they just um uh-huh. like, bottle up a skunk smell. Put it or like, in. or like the like the tail of a skunk, or something like that. Like skunk hair. That would, and it probably smelled like, but right from its behind, you know, just they they plucked that right there. That'd be awful, <laughs> carrying that around. Uh, all right, so another one. So uh, assault and battery on the basilisk. Um, feel like it was warranted. It was he was uh, assessing somebody who was being attacked by uh, the basilisk. Yeah, but I mean, Harry also attacked the basilisk. Well, Hard that's to argue self defense when that, you initiated the. The conflict. Well, so now we're going back because so what came first, the chicken or the egg? So the basilisk is going around the school, petrifying the children. Yeah. So is is Harry acting as a lawful like law enforcement entity when he goes to confront the basilisk? I'm trying or to. Is he a, is a is he a vigilante? I mean, at that point, it's just. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. I don't think. I don't think he was like told by by no, Dumbledore to they go down there. Never told him to do that. No, Dumbledore would have told him to do that though. Why? Because Dumbledore has been like trying to like get him murdered like this whole time. <laughs> no, he didn't. He wanted him to to live for a while and then get murdered. Oh, that's right. Until until the opportune moment. He, yeah, he was he was like raising him to get murdered later. I'm trying. So he to, wouldn't I'm, have wanted him to get killed. Then. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't think. Yeah, no. Yeah, no one told him to go into the chamber of secrets. Yeah, he was basically a vigilante. Like he should. Yeah, he, he had really. No, yeah. He had no protections of the law. No. I mean, if you're arguing that basilisks do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to have equal protection of the law. Exactly. So I would say, I mean, PETA would argue that basil- basilisks do. It seems do. like they're an intelligent animal. Oh, so absolutely. It's, it's hard for us to com- make a you know a, a comparison to real life because snakes are not like don't have human intelligence. I don't know if I would say that they're as intelligent as they are an intelligent human though, because they've only been able to kill like one person in like <laughs> 50 really years. Unlucky at killing. Right. People. Every time he sees someone like <laughs> it's through a ghost or it's water on the floor yeah. or pretty, it's a mirror. Uh, pretty weird coincidences actually. Yeah. Really worked out for all like, those people. Should, a smarter basilisk would have killed that whole school. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Would have gotten them all, all right. Out. So basilisks are not as smart as humans. No. So, so since, so, so Harry is working as, uh, a vigilante so he's more of an exterminator at that point the basilisk no harry oh harry <laughs> yeah he really is he's like hey i got i hear you guys have a, a basilisk problem here in the school <laughs> he comes in as a plumber because where's it go through yeah, the pipes in the toilet it yeah. goes in the toilet the magic bathroom right yeah that's kind of weird 
How did they build that magic bathroom? Why did he put the? Why did an old man put the entrance to his secret club in a girl's bathroom? <laughs> Salazar Slytherin was kind of a weirdo, man. Yeah, I mean, I think we know that he was a he's a he was well, a bad yeah, guy. he got he had a lot of he had a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> so, so but the basilisk is basically the symbol of wizard Nazism. So, I would say that Fox is doing justice and patriotic acts by trying to eliminate it okay to help harry uh, exterminate it if you will uh all right aiding and abetting uh dumbledore uh this this, this is probably like the toughest one because like dumbledore was like lawfully under arrest from the minister of magic granted the minister well, of magic is kind of corrupt well, yeah there was like corruption involved. so there there is corruption in that um but and then, like i said this is only in the movie this doesn't really happen in the book like saying Fox doesn't apparate with yeah. with Dumbledore from the book. Um, yeah, at that point he's just following orders. It seems he's he's uh, Dumbledore's like, hey, like we gotta we gotta get out of here. Let's 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 go. Yeah, I mean, I would say that helping Dumbledore in that case was like the right thing to do. Yes, and like from our like... perspective, though, right, which yeah. is the right perspective, which is the right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's a like good case of a like a good use of a pardon, like forgiving someone's crime when they did the right thing correct yes because i feel like all these other things like in a in a alternate wizarding world if this was on trial i feel like you could make arguments for practicing you know uh, medicine without a license or assisting in not assisting in murders but you know you're liable in those murders but aiding and helping dumbledore you're just like this is this is what was supposed to happen this is the right thing to do like you said um, so I think, I think that that one should definitely be pardoned, uh, for that behavior. Uh, and the last one I said is arson, uh, being a Phoenix, it kind of comes with the territory. He doesn't purposely, we never see him purposefully burn anything or anyone, uh, it, besides himself when, uh, there he's reborn. Uh, however, like I mentioned in that, in that scene where he and Dumbledore apparate, there's like a giant ball of fire it does look like uh, some of the people from the Ministry of Magic are kind of shook up about it and like had a you know big ball of explosion in their face, but no one was was harmed in that instance. Uh, however, so, so I would say since no one was harmed, no one was burned, nothing got burnt down. Um, I don't think you could really you could really charge him for arson. So he he has done a lot of things, a lot of things that may not be done by the book. However. I would say all the things that Fox did were all for the good of the people and deserves this pardon should not be uh, on death row, even though he wouldn't be on death row. Cause it, he would just be reborn every, every, yeah, uh, that's, that's a weird, you can't really execute a Phoenix. They just come back, just keep coming back. But as like a baby Phoenix, do they lose all their memory? That's a good they... question. Uh -huh. I don't remember if that was addressed. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. While you were talking, instead of thinking of uh, more reasons to pardon Scrooge McDuck, I actually remembered some other bad stuff he does. So he has a little bit of a temper. Not as much as Donald Duck, but he also has a temper and will occasionally engage in cartoon violence. Okay. Uh, specifically against uh, bill and tax collectors. Ooh. So in addition to assault and battery, he also might be charged with tax evasion for his... Uh, dislike of tax and well especially the g-men the government they're trying to track him down or they're showing up at his door his response is going to be uh hostile and and violent that's that's not going to go over well 
Yeah. yeah. If the government comes knocking on your door saying you owe us taxes and you assault them, it's not going to be good for your bad. case. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be tough for the for for your case there. What would be the uh, reasoning to pardon that kind of behavior? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, because uh, he cle- he paid his taxes. Um, already he pays them by mail. So the tax collector was uh, harassing him. Okay. Why would he do that? I don't know. Maybe try to. Maybe it's a shakedown. Maybe he's trying to get more money. <laughs> the tax collector. Yeah. Maybe he wanted some money for himself. He was like, "Hey, Mister Scrooge McDuck, you owe an extra, you know, uh, two quadrajillion dollars." And thinking he won't miss that. He has like a million of those. I was but... gonna say. I feel like the U.S. government would be going to him all the time. Just be like, "Listen, our debt is so bad. The fact that his." wealth is so comically not like comically high mm-hmm. he could he could solve all world problems with his money that's true but, but, he, but at he the same time he doesn't he would cause massive inflation and make like money that's, worthless that once is he true starts too. doing that that is true too comes comes with uh comes with costs to address that there you're right you're absolutely right were there any other uh, big major crimes or do you want to go into fun facts no i actually worked most of my fun facts into my description Okay. Specifically, that he was originally going to just be a one-off character in one comic. He became so popular. Um, based on the American Pecan Duck. Yeah, I think I would say Scrooge McDuck is after Donald, like the the next famous. I would say he's more famous than even Daffy Duck from from Warner Brothers. I would. Argue. I would say so too. I feel the same. Huey, Louie, and Dewey are probably pretty, uh, pretty uh, popular with the little kids, but I would definitely say Scrooge McDuck over. Oh, one other um, fun fact about him. So there's a Family Guy clip where um, they imagine they show. I think they show Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, they do Scrooge McDuck diving into his money pit, and then like instead of swimming in it like like liquid, basically like suffering like horrible injuries because like a floor of gold coins would be basically solid and he basically just that's true jumps like 20 feet to a solid floor and he'd be like <laughs> break it, break be like kneecaps. maimed and yeah right uh, so that's a pretty funny clip that's good because <laughs> like when he i don't know if you remember like he like dives in and then like swims like very mm-hmm. fast mm-hmm. and it doesn't really make sense that someone could swim that fast through money he just but... needs to be jacked that's what he is <laughs> yeah so i was just looking up his age and there, it varies a bit, but at one point he was seventy-five years old. I mean, just like the Simpsons, they never age. Same thing with the cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're at when you're established, you pretty much stick with that with the rest of your cartoon existence. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, a couple of facts I want to add here about Fox before we head out of here. Uh, so after Dumbledore dies in the sixth book, there's a part where he uh fox sings a song like a bird whistle tune type of thing it's not in the movie really but it uh, it is in the in that part of the book and it's a very uh, emotional part of the book uh and in the movie and also in the book that's the last time you see you see fox he's not in the seventh movie hmm. he's not in the seventh book um it's pretty much established that he returns to the wild and becomes uh, a wild phoenix again. It's never really established how Dumbledore came upon uh, Fox and why Fox, um, you know, was was so loyal and stayed with him the whole time. 
another interesting thing too. Do you want to guess where the name Fox comes from for the bird? Yeah, from Guy Fox. It is. It re- you, is right. It really I is. Guess. Yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, yeah, it comes from Guy Fox, and the reason uh, J.K. Rowling uh, or, uh, named the Phoenix Guy Fox is because, or Fox is because. Uh, you know, Phoenix dies, they're reborn from the ashes, which is kind of like a little joke on Guy Fawkes because he tried blowing up uh, Parliament and exploding himself in order to accomplish his goal, but he mm. uh, did, not, of, he did a, not do that. That's a weird way to pick your name. Yeah, I don't know. She, 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 I feel like we're starting to learn that J.K. Rowling's a little interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she always has been, apparently. Uh, a couple of other things I found that were kind of interesting. During the filming of Chamber of Secrets, which I said was the first film that had Fox in it, uh, actor Richard Harris, which was the original Dumbledore until he unfortunately passed away after that movie, uh, he saw the robot mechanical Fox. It wasn't a real bird or anything like that. It was a, it was a completely animatronic creature. Uh, and he was quoted as saying, quote, they sure do train those things well. He was fully... Uh, thought that that was a real bird who did the guy who played dumbledore huh. richard harris okay which is pretty interesting um and uh, also and i thought this was really interesting i never really noticed that this so uh in the in the books like i said uh fox helps dumbledore in the order of the phoenix book when dumbledore is fighting voldemort at the department of mysteries in the ministry of magic like fox comes to help Dumbledore because he knows that Dumbledore is in danger. However, in the book, right when Dumbledore is about to be killed and is killed by Severus, Fox doesn't show up to try to intervene or anything, which kind of shows that that was fully planned out, which you find out in the next hmm. book that that was Dumbledore's plan to be killed by by Severus Snape. Um, but at that point, it's kind of interesting. You think, oh my God, why didn't Fox come to help out uh, Dumbledore, it's because Fox knew that unfortunately this was the plan and that's what was going to happen. So I thought that was kind of cool uh, inclusion there as well. So, hey, check out, uh, you can if you want to know about some of these other rich characters like Scrooge McDuck, check out the Forbes Fictional 15. The last one I can find was from 2013. That's what I saw on Wikipedia too, but he yeah. should have been on there at like... Um... Oh, I moved away because I wanted to give... Oh yeah, he's 65.4 billion. He was number one in 2013. So this one's from 2016, I found. Scrooge McDuck, number one. Uh, Smog, number two. Colin, number three. Tony Stark, number four. Citizen Kane, or Charles Foster Kane, I should say. Uh, Number five, Bruce Wayne, Richie Rich, Christian Grey, Tywin Lannister, Montgomery Burns. uh, Lara Croft's in there is too, Mr. Monopoly, and uh, Jay Gatsby too. So there's a whole bunch that you can check out. Um, So... We hope you all enjoyed this episode. We hope you all have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. Whatever you're doing, just, you know, it's it's a tough year, but social distance however you can, wear a mask however you can. Let's uh let's do what we can to end this uh this awful pandemic cuz it's really getting old. Um so please make sure you remember to vote. Uh you can go to www.whowouldwincast.com/vote for who you think would win a presidential pardon between Fox phoenix and scrooge mcduck i'm really curious to see what uh what people have to say about this one and don't forget to vote by december 14th the day the electoral college votes for for the uh for our last episode for our last episode yeah make sure you vote for that 
That way we can have Chris's secession, not secession. He's leaving the show. Succession, right? Would that be it? Succession? Concession. Concession. What am I thinking? I don't know. That's a succession. I wasn't thinking. Um, Chris, is there anything you want to add before we add it here? Just a quick correction. In the Family Guy clip, it's Peter Griffin who dives into the gold and injures himself. Not a comic. Good. Just just in case anyone's like, you're wrong, Chris. Good fact check. There we go. We got it. All right. So as always, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, whodwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts. And please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Win Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.